All right, here we go, College Football Payoff Podcast. Week 6, episode 7 on the season. What episode overall? Episode 44. 44, that's Big Country. I'm Dan, and we are back again. Another positive week for the pod. Uh, I went 2-2, two and two, Big Country 2-1, and one, so that made us, that's what, 4-3. and 4-3 and three is a podcast. We're 25-16 and 16 overall. My overall record's 14 and 9. Big country is 11 and 7. And we're rolling right now. We're feeling good. Sorry if I sound a little nasally. It's allergies. It's that time of year for me. So, big so, country might do more talking than me today. It's a weather change. Exactly. All right. Uh, real quick, let's recap last week. Go ahead and recap. Do you have your games in front of you from last week? Yes, I do. Uh, two in one weekend for me last week uh, on the pod. I had Michigan minus 11. They covered, uh, almost blew it at the end. Um, on top of that, I had Akron Bowling Green over 51.5. That was never a doubt. Um, and then I had Kent, Ohio over 65. That was my one loss. Uh, the two offenses just couldn't get in the end zone. So yeah. we're 2-1. Uh, we're we, we've had this consistent trend of going 2-1. And, one. and uh, with an 11-7 season so far, I'm hitting at 61.1%. I'm feeling good. Yes, sir. All right, and then wins for me last week, the easy one. Well, actually, nothing was really easy. Iowa-Michigan under 42.5. I think that total came out to be 41. Oklahoma State plus 2.5. I also gave out money line. I am 2-0 on unofficial picks because that money line was unofficial. Yeah. Starting to heat up there. So there's your two wins. Losses were Minnesota minus 12.5. They ended up losing to Purdue. And then Oklahoma minus six and a half. Yeah, that was that was tough, but <laughs> never a chance. I mean, what are you gonna do? So, all right, let's just get right into this. Well, before we start, real quick, what's up? On top of the great records, last month was our most listened to month all time of the pod. Let's Ooh, keep that going. Love uh, it. Share with your friends. Share with your coworkers. Share with even people you hate. There we go. So get, yeah, get that out. Share with everybody. Just share it with everyone. Literally everybody. Go to the gas station. Share it with them. All right. I got three this week because I'm keeping it short. You got three as well. I do have three. Would you like to start? Do you want me to I'm, start? I'm going to start off. Give give you a little break here. Thank you. Start off. All right. Go for it. All right. Pick one of the week. And this will be or this has been a trend so far on the pod over the last three weeks. Third week in a row, we are going with the Bowling Green over. BGSU. Two weeks ago, we took Mississippi State Bowling Green over 52.5. Last week, we took Bowling Green Akron over 51.5. And and we're back with Bowling Green Buffalo over 54.5 this week. Um, This is also a running trend on the pod. Our favorite quarterback, at least my favorite quarterback so far this year, Matt McDonald, Bowling Green quarterback. 13 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. Ooh. Don't think, I, I mean, I don't have the database or anything, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd have to search pretty far back to find a Bowling Green quarterback with that I stat would say line. So, yeah. um, another thing very interesting about him is he has thrown three plus touchdown passes in every game versus a non Power Five school. So, another Mac matchup here, non Power Five game. I like his chances to put some points up on the board. Uh, on the other side of the ball for Bowling Green, they gave up 28 points to Akron last week and we know that we knew they were going to um because we needed that over 
But with a defense that's giving up almost 500 yards per game, uh, you can assure that there's going to be some points from the other team. And that's really why I like this over. Buffalo has a uh, reliable enough offense to get us the points we need. Only need 54.5. I really like this number. Um, uh, Their quarterback um, on Buffalo's side, I do not know why I don't have the name down here. I'll come back with that. But he has a a 60 over 60 um, percent completion rating and eight to three touchdown interception ratio he's thrown for over 250 passing yards in three of his last four games um so he's trending in the right direction with offensive production and this buffalo team can really get momentum if uh or really score a lot if they get momentum they put up 50 points against eastern michigan um and just like bowling green on the other side of the ball for for buffalo their defense gives up 418 yards per game so I'm expecting, a, even with mistakes that you see in MAC football games, I still think we have a good shot at making this uh, over 54.5 here. One last thing concerning this game. Both of these teams have played five games. Combined for ten games, eight of those games have been over uh, this 54.5 total. So just another last little tidbit there of, of information to support your pick. Lock in for me, over 54.5. Love it. Mac, BGSU, the Falcons. All right, cool. I am going to take it to SEC. We're going to talk about Georgia. Georgia last week, well, this week it's Auburn against Georgia, um, and Georgia's a 29.5-point favorite. Last week, Georgia gave everyone a scare. You know, they went to Missouri. Did they go to Missouri? Was that in Georgia? No, that was in Missouri. That was in Missouri. They went to Missouri, and Missouri had them on the ropes. I mean, we thought, at least in this household, we thought it was going to be a uh, upset. But what it showed me is these past two weeks, Georgia's offense really hasn't been clicking. Um, their defense obviously is fantastic, but their offense has just been kind of not all there. And to give 29.5 points, I think that's too much. I'm going to take Auburn in the points here. Auburn, they they really don't have much going offensively, but their defense, again, has been pretty good. And with Georgia's offensive struggles, I think Georgia would have to put up 50, you know, 40 to 50 points to hit this number. I don't think that happens. I think Auburn can pick up a few, you know, scores at the end or, you know, something quick, maybe keep it close at half, but I just don't see Georgia covering here. Uh, they've been, like I said, their offense has just been kind of meh. So i uh, not going to dive into too much here. I think 30 points is too much. So give me Auburn plus 29 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where, where Georgia actually is after this week. Because if they, if they do three bad weeks in a row, we know some, something's in, a, in yeah. the top over there. Some, they're, in a, they're in trouble for the long-term outlook. Right. On top of that, they've lost their number one AP poll position, which doesn't mean much, but it's interesting to see what the voters are thinking. Yeah. All right, for Big Country's second pick of the week, uh, we're going to take a bounce-back game. This is going to be Washington minus 14 at Arizona State. Um, one thing we do know about Washington's coach, Caleb DeBoer, is that he is a cover coach. Uh, a lot of stats floating around last week about how he's like in the 70 or 80 percent tile um, against the eight against the spread. Um, 
really reliable coach. And what I even like more about this bet is that he didn't cover last week. Meaning, since he didn't cover last week, I think he's due for a cover here. Um, Michael Penix Jr., leading passer in the country right now. I really like him. Yeah, I like him with DeBoer. Yep. Because when he was had DeBoer at Indiana, he was really good. Without him, he fell off, and now he's back. Yep. With that big Penix energy. Um, <laughs> shout out RG3. Uh, Penix has... 1,733 yards this year with 16 t- passing touchdowns and only three picks. When you look at the other team, Arizona State, Sun Devils, this thing's kind of getting off the rails for them. They're only 1-4. and four. Uh, Pretty embarrassing loss early in the year to Eastern Michigan, which got Herm Edwards fired. On top, on top of that, um, with all these weird reports coming out about the stack staff that he had potentially leaking information to opponents to... Yep sabotage him yep. um that does not bow well with the players in that locker room if they have coaches that are deliberately trying to like ruin the hard work work they've put on like put forth whether it's in camp or the off season like you don't want to play for those guys there's a, a feeling that this is just kind of a runaway train um there's nothing to do to really stop the the misery of the season for the sun devils um the most points they've scored in a game was last week against a pretty lackluster, I'd say, USC defense. They're they're not that great, to be honest, with being the number six team in the country. Um, and that was the most points the Sun Devils scored all year, and that was only 25 points. Um, so they've yet to score four touchdowns in a game this year. I don't think that's going to be able to hold up against a Washington uh, high-flying offense. Um, Emory Jones is the quarterback. Familiar face from SEC uh, played at Florida last year, um, and he is still confirmed not that guy, and he never was. Um, two big things that stick out here to me is uh, some some na- from a national rankings perspective. The Washington offense is seventh in the nation in yards per game with 506.6 yards per game. When we look at yards allowed per game, Arizona State ranks 91st in the country, uh, allowing over 400 yards. And additionally, uh, Washington's offense is 13th in the nation with 41.6 points per game. Meanwhile, um, Arizona State's defense is 88th in the nation of allowing points. So, I mean, two two big spreads there when it comes to um, national rankings that support my pick. We're going to back Michael Penix, Kalen DeBoer in this bounce-back spot after a loss to UCLA last week. We're going to take Washington minus 14 and lock that up now because I do expect this to go to like 14 and a half, 15. That'll make all the difference from a push and a loss. Yeah, that stuff with Arizona State was wild. The co- Like the coaches and all that. Yeah, I don't know how much of it's inflated or not because, you know, Herm does have friends in the media with working at ESPN. So, like, were they putting that out to, you know, help him? Or yeah, that's pretty, like, that's a pretty brash accusation to say like a coach wants to deliberately lose a game yeah to get somebody fired i mean that's just not but then even like the ad they had a video of after that game that he eventually got fired from they showed the ad and it looked like they were saying hey you're fired basically on the field that's why it was kind of it was weird to me man that's a crazy situation but they needed a change all right Sticking with Oklahoma State again this week. They came up big for me last week against Baylor. Uh, They're plus two and a half. They ended up with a nice 11-point victory. 
This week, they're ranked number seven. They're going up against Texas Tech. They get nine and a half points. Well, they're chasing nine and a half. So we're going to take Oklahoma State minus nine and a half. Um, they've been one of the most profitable teams in college football since 2021. Their last 16 games, they're 13-2-1 against the spread. Three of the last four they've covered. Um and in all four of their wins, they've scored 34 points. One of the top offensive teams in the country. Spencer Sanders, even though I don't, I, I feel like he's just been around for a long time, but 66% of his passes for 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. He also runs a few times, gets close to 200 yards, four touchdowns on the year. This Texas Tech defense has given up 27 plus points in each of its last four games. Uh, and they're on the road for the third time in four weeks. It's difficult for them to play on the road, on the road, on the road all the time, especially going up against one of the hottest offenses in the league or in the country. Um, I can see Sanders having over 300 total yards, three touchdowns, uh, and then the Cowboy defense to get a few turnovers here and there. So I think this is real easy. Uh, Oklahoma State minus nine and a half against Texas Tech. That's my lock. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how uh, good Oklahoma State actually is. I always think they're, I always underestimate them every year. To be honest, so and yeah, I underestimated this year, them last I mean, week. I was worried about them beating Baylor, and then they came out and showed that they were yeah. the better team through and through. I was worried too. I was watching that thinking, damn, I can't go one and three this week. <laughs> But they pulled through for me. I'm good. All right. Last one for you, yeah? Yeah. I uh, Real quick analysis here. I, um, I'm i kind of nervous the more I look at this that this could be a Vegas trap line. But I do like the Duke minus 3.5 at Georgia Tech this weekend. Um, and ultimately, this is a fade Georgia Tech spot. They're fresh off a win versus Pitt uh, with their new coach, Coach Keys. He... Uh, replace Jeff Collins as the interim coach for the rest of the season. And that's just your perfect spot for the team to get back up after their coach is fired. You know, they want to come out, play hard for the new guy. And, you know, those bits of bursts of energy usually last for one game. They pull off last week. They beat Pitt 26 to 21. And that's only after um, being plus three in the turnover margin uh, with Pitt uh, having three turnovers. Um, Overall, Georgia Tech's offense is just not that um, impressive whatsoever. They're averaging uh, 16.2 points per game. And their highest scoring game of the whole season came against uh, FCS appoint, opponent in Western Carolina. Um, Jeff Sims, quarterback, has not been able to move the ball as well as he thought he would be. Um, he's only has three passing touchdowns on the season with two interceptions. Uh, not even 1,000 passing yards yet through five games. Um, on the other side of the ball, Duke is a very sneaky good program uh, this year. They their only losses to Kansas, and if they would have beat Kansas, which they lost two by eight, we'd be talking about Duke the same way you hear the media talk about Kansas this year. Um, so they uh, they've already passed their season win total of three and a half. Shout out to me, I had that bet before preseason, um, and they really kind of knocked this this first year uh, this uh coaching hire out of the park with first year coach mike elko he has the offense running pretty well uh quarterback riley leonard uh he's 
has 1,176 yards to the air so far this year with seven touchdowns and two interceptions. You know I love betting on teams that are um, just have reliable quarterback play. When you have reliable quarterback play, especially in college, you always have a chance to cover the spread. And uh, so I'm going to take this Duke Blue Devils minus three and a half. I do ex- expect this to go up maybe a little bit. It was at three earlier today. I liked it a lot better at that, and we're already at three and a half. So we record on Wednesday. So just just be on the lookout for this one to move. Yep, beauty. All right, there are two winless teams in college football. Do you know who they are? Is UMass one of them? Nope. No, I don't know. Colorado and Colorado State. They're both? Wow. They're both 0-4. Terrible football state. So you know what? I'm going to roll with... uh, I'm going to go to this Colorado State-Nevada game. Uh, This is a Friday night game. 10.30, it's in Nevada. And the line on this, last I checked, I don't know if it's changed or not, was Nevada minus 3.5. I am taking Nevada minus 3.5 big time here uh i think i'm pretty sure that colorado state's quarterback is hurt let's see what start out of the clay millen yep he's hurt so now a no-win team has their backup quarterback playing on the road nevada conference game nevada just came off of a tough loss i think to air force while Colorado State lost to Sacramento State 41-10. to And that was the first time since 2007 Colorado State's been 0-4. I just think you keep fading the dying ship here. I don't think Colorado State has much left, especially going down on their, la- on their backup quarterback here. I think it's going to be tough for them. And three and a half points I think might be kind of a slap in the face to Nevada. If you're going up against a win, a winless team, you should at least have a touchdown favor. I like that. I would think, you know. So, again, I think it's a little tighter. I think the three and a half would be if Colorado State had their starting quarterback. But he's not going to play. Colorado State is just banged up as a team. They're down. Third string center, by the way. And without their starting tackles, their offense is just in shambles. Uh, now they're facing the 20th ranked passing defense. Nevada protects the ball. They're going to chew the clock. They're going to get the lead. They're going to control the temple, temple, tempo. And I think this is an easy win. I think Nevada wins by two touchdowns at least in this game. So nice. we're going uh, Nevada minus three and a half. Okay. That's all I got. Yep. Oh, you got nothing else, huh? All right, let's do a quick recap. This is a very quick episode, thank God, because I feel like I'm dying over Jordan, here. Jordan flu game you're Jordan. going through right now. <laughs> All right, let's roll through them. How about you go first? All right, Big Country, episode 44, week six, locks. Uh, before I repeat them, 11-7 on the year, 61.1%. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. This week's picks, Buffalo Bowling Green over 54 and a half. Washington minus 14 at Arizona State and Duke minus three and a half at Georgia Tech. Beauty. So you're 61% on the year, right? Yes. I am as well. I'm 14 and nine overall. 
My picks for this week, Auburn plus 29.5 against Georgia, Oklahoma State minus 9.5 against Texas Tech, and Nevada minus 3.5 against Colorado State. So I say it's a good week to get our first uh, perfect week as a pod, yeah? Yeah, we're still waiting on that. Yeah, and it's going to be a celebration when we do. I might get streamers and party shit going on in here. Oh, I don't I'm, know. I'm saving that for episode 50. I like it. All right, so, yeah, uh, speaking of that, why don't you let them know real quick where they can find us. Find Dan at dposk13 on Twitter. Find me at BigCountryBest. Most of all, find the pod at CFP underscore pod. Um, you know, interact with us. We will interact back with you. Anything to grow the pod, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and most of all, share with your friends. We need to keep those uh, keep those download stats climbing for the pod. Absolutely. You said it all. Thank God you said it all because I feel like I sound like I'm in a tunnel or something. It's brutal. All right. If you don't have anything else, I think I'm good to go. I'm good. Let's uh, quick episode today. Let's lock these in early and, and get to betting. Absolutely. All right. Well, he said it. That's Big Country. I'm Dan. We will see you next week.